podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday on which not a whole lot is happening, but we are gearing up for a weekend fixture away to Spurs in what I think is a really important game in the Premier League, given recent defeats in the Premier League. I think we need a big reaction this weekend. Now, going into the Leeds game, I thought seven points will do you know, you beat Leeds, get a draw away to Spurs, beat Southampton, and then you're going to be in okay position going into the World Cup break. But having lost to Leeds, and I still can't believe we lost to Leeds, I think this game is now much more important, and I think it's a game we have to win. Spurs aren't in great form, and Spurs have a number of injuries. I really think we have to go there and put on not so much a performance, but put on a good result and come home with three points. We will be without a couple of key players. Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, Naby Keita, probably not ready to go for this one. Joel Matip is back in training, but we'll wait and see. Milner's a doubt, Henderson's a doubt, Arthur is out. He's played 14 minutes, so it doesn't really matter. I think we have to go there and win. Because if you look at the league table, I just don't think we can take any less than six points from the next two games. We have Spurs and Southampton. Spurs have obviously us and Leeds at home. Now, they're unlikely to do what we did and shit the bed. Newcastle are currently fourth. They have Southampton away and then a trip to Chelsea, which could be difficult for them. Chelsea have Arsenal at home. Oh, sorry, it's not a trip to Chelsea. It's Newcastle at home to Chelsea. So Chelsea have Arsenal and that trip to Newcastle. But I still think that's a very difficult game for the tune. Chelsea could well beat Arsenal at home. Manchester United are the other team that we're sort of looking at. They've got Aston Villa away. It's Unai Emery's first match. You'd wonder, will Villa get that new manager bounce? And then they've got Fulham away, which will be tough, but you'd still expect them to win. Those four teams are the teams we have to have an eye on. And right now, we're five points behind Chelsea and seven behind United with the same amount of games played. We're eight behind Newcastle and 10 behind Tottenham with a game in hand on them. But our game in hand, remember, is against Chelsea. So it's a difficult one. 
I think we've got to get six points. I think we've got to go into the World Cup break with 22 points. If results go our way with the other teams, we might find that we're only five points off top four and coming back with 24 games to play, that's easily, easily catchable. But if Spurs were to beat us, we'd be 13 points behind them. We'd have a game in hand, but even winning that, that's still 10 points as it is now. We've got to go there and dig into that advantage that they have over us. City are going to win the league, so we can forget about them. Arsenal are playing very well. Now, Arsenal have, obviously, Chelsea and then a trip to Wolves before the World Cup break. So they could drop some points. I don't expect them to be within 10 points of City at the end of the season. I still think there's a chance they have a bit of a collapse. There's obviously a risk that one of their midfielders goes missing for a large chunk of the season. There's another one of their midfielders who's in the form of his life, and it's unlikely that he's able to carry that forward. Arsenal seem unsustainably hot right now, as do Newcastle. But Newcastle have the possibility to go in January and spend another hundred million without blinking. So I think we've got to get started this weekend, come off the back of that game against Napoli, use the confidence we took from that game, go and win this one, rest everybody for Derby, play kids, Milner, Jay Spearing if needed, and then beat Southampton. And at least go into the World Cup break on a little bit of a run. Now, speaking of the World Cup, Virgil has come out and said that the players involved at the World Cup will definitely need a break after the World Cup. Now, depending on how far teams go, obviously, there is, I think, a week break built in from the final to the first game back. Let me just see. The World Cup final is to take place the 18th. The first game is back are the 26th, so it is a week, but you'd still need that week to get back to training and whatever else. We have quite a tight schedule coming off the back of that World Cup. We play, obviously, on uh, Stevens' Day or Boxing Day, depending whatever you call it, away to Villa. Then we've got Leicester four days later, and then Brentford on the 2nd. And then there's a gap league-wise until Brighton on the 14th. My assumption is that the FA Cup third round is buried in there somewhere, probably on the 7th, the weekend of the 7th and 8th. You wouldn't worry too much about the FA Cup. It's This is the year to just bin it off. But if some of our players are going to come back from the World Cup and miss... Villa, Leicester and Brentford, that is going to be problematic when you consider the players likely to be at the World Cup. So we know Alisson will go. It looks likely that Brazil will be very strong and contenders to win it all. So he'd be out. So then you're relying on Cuevin Kelleher, who hasn't played a game this season. You've got Joe Gomez. He won't go. 
Fabinho will go. Van Dijk will go. Ibu likely won't. Thiago hopefully won't. Now, he will want to go, obviously, but from a selfish Liverpool point of view, we don't want him going. Uh, Milner obviously won't be going. Naby won't be going. Bobby will be gone. Mo won't. Adrian definitely won't. Uh, Henderson will go. Ox won't go. Curtis won't go. Harvey won't go. Jota's out injured. He would have gone otherwise. Oh, Guy is making a good point. Gavi is injured at the minute. So that possibly, and Koke is injured as well. So that probably does mean Thiago does go. This could become a disaster after the World Cup. Uh, Jot is injured. He won't be at it, but he'll be back afterwards. Costas won't be going. Ramsey won't be going. Diaz wouldn't be going anyway, but he is injured anyway. Robbo won't be going. Darwin will go. Carvalho, very, very, very unlikely. Arthur Mello won't go. Joe Matip won't go. Bobby Clark won't go. Bastic won't go. Nat Phillips won't go. But Trent likely will, in part because of injuries to Kyle Walker and Rhys James. Now, Trent might not play a whole lot at the World Cup, so he might be fine to come back and play. Henderson won't play a whole lot. He's well down the pecking order in terms of midfielders. If he's playing a two-man midfield, Southgate's playing a two-man midfield, it's probably Rice and Bellingham. If it's a three-man midfield, Calvin Phillips is likely the third one, assuming he's fit. But Henderson's unlikely to play a whole lot. So he might be okay to play off the back of the World Cup. Thiago, like I say, he may go. But again, he doesn't tend to play a whole lot under Enrique. So he might be okay to come back and jump straight in. But I think the Brazilians and Virgil... I think they're the ones to really be concerned about missing. I mean, Allison is our most important player right now. If we were to be without him and Virgil for a run of games, that would be problematic. We would still have Ibu, Joel and Joe at centre-back, but none of them are Van Dijk and none of them are as good without Van Dijk. So that's it's not great to hear from Virgil, but it is it is the reality. They will need a break. Uh, Something that is great to hear. Leeds United have issued a lifetime ban to the fan who mocked Hillsborough before the Liverpool game. So you've probably seen this picture, this tweet going around on social media of a Leeds fan who very much resembles a trophy with his giant wings. Um, Holding up a picture of the Scum newspaper with the tagline Victim FC. And thankfully, after mass complaints, Leeds United have taken action and they have permanently banned him from attending any league, any Leeds United fixture, home or away. So this young lad who's Irish, bringing shame on the country, as if we don't have enough dickheads doing that for us, This fella decided to tweet out Victims FC with the picture of the Sun, with the holding up the Sun newspaper. He's a young lad as well. Like this fella can't be much more than mid 20s, maybe. And 
he is now banned for life from attending Leeds United games. All because he thought he was being funny and brave on social media. I think it's absolutely outstanding from Leeds that they have taken this action. Uh, I would encourage people to tweet at Dundalk FC and uh, encourage them to do the same because nobody should want people like this fella representing their club. What an idiot. What an absolute moron. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp has been awarded the freedom of the city of Liverpool. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was humbled to become only the second foreign national to be awarded the freedom of the city. The other one is Nelson Mandela which is um, absolutely incredible that it's Nelson Mandela and Jürgen. Genuinely, it it speaks volumes to how important this honour is and how rare it is for a foreign national to be given such such an honour. Sir Kenny has it. Now Jürgen has it. And it's about the first good thing the city of Liverpool has done uh, from a council point of view in a while. They're normally too busy funding stadiums for other teams. Um, there's a piece on this is Anfield, uh, three formations in four games, how Jurgen Klopp went full circle with Liverpool's setup, uh, the four four two, the diamond, and then some variation of four three three against Napoli, though if you do look at it, it is still very much a diamond. Like, it is far more a diamond than it is a 4-3-3. It's more similar to what we played against Leeds, except that Curtis Jones played a little bit wider than Darwin did. The average positions for the Ajax game are hilarious. So you've got Joe and Virgil as centre-backs, Robbo and Trent pushed on as full-backs. And then what is a glorified flat four in midfield? With Harvey Elliott on the right, Fabinho and Bobby stood next to each other in the centre midfield, and Jordan Henderson left wing. That is not how the shape was meant to work. Not at all how that shape was meant to work. Liverpool.com, what have you got for me today? Liverpool have avoided nightmare scenario as major Tottenham injury means lethal plan thwarted. Um, Youngman's son has had surgery to repair a fracture 
in his face, in his eye socket, I think. He should be okay for the World Cup, might miss a game, but he is almost certainly going to miss the game against us. And for us, that's that's really good news. That's really, really good news. There's also the fact that Richarlison is out and Kulosevsky is out and Romero is out. And that means that they're without two of their three best players in Romero and Son, arguably the most important player right now in Kulosevsky because he's the only one they have that can link midfield and attack. And Richarlison, who is just a horrible pain in the arse to play against. So all good on that front. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has ideal Liverpool midfield fix to help Fabinho. That's a picture of Tyler Morton. Uh, That's not ideal. It's not ideal. I know he's playing well in the championship. That doesn't translate to the Premier League every time. Ideally, Blackburn come up, keep him for another year, see how he develops. If he does well, maybe you look at bringing him back. If he does just okay, you look at selling him to Blackburn. Liverpool ideal last 16 draw clear as teams confirmed and Champions League error may yet be punished. So it could be Porto who overtook Club Bruges on the final match day. It could be Bayern Munich who romped through their group, beating everybody twice, conceding only two goals, both to Victoria Pleasant. It could be Real Madrid, who hammered Celtic last night, bastards. Um, Or it could be Benfica, who, with a 6-1 win away to Maccabee Haifa, managed to overtake PSG on the basis of away goals scored because everything else was even. And um, it could be Benfica. So we we have a 50% chance of our annual tie against the Portuguese team and a 25% chance of Benfica in a repeat of last year. I know we played Porto last year as well, but um, Benfica would be the one for me. I, I just love Benfica as a club. I think they're a really special club. Not that Porto aren't, but I just I, I have a real affinity for Benfica. I think it's because of Marco Lopez. Um, but also the opportunity for Jurgen to get to see Enzo Fernandez up close and personal twice. Go and give him one of those hugs and say, in June, you're coming to us. That's what we need. We need Benfica. Beat them. Get Jurgen to fall in love with Enzo. Get him in the summer. And all will be well. All will be well. Media Digest piece here on Liverpool.com. What do we have? Champions League draw outcomes. Just been over that. Uh, Borussia Dortmund transfer race. Manchester City have joined Liverpool in the race for Borussia Dortmund forward Yusufa, Yusufa, uh, Mukoko. Um, According to Football Insider. Now, Football Insider, as we all know, enormous spoofer. Enormous spoofer. Uh, Wayne Vesey is hilariously bad at what he does and nobody should pay him any attention. Uh, The player is 17, four goals, four assists uh, in 11 Bundesliga appearances so far this season. He's also played in the Champions League. 
across all levels of football for Dortmund, he has scored 151 goals in 146 games. Um, Jude Bellingham has privately made it clear to prospective clubs that want to sign him next year that his decision will be made on purely footballing terms with the Dortmund star weighing up his options. According to Sky Sports, Real Madrid have pitched him on the idea of becoming the best player in the world, winning the Ballon d'Or and moving to a side that is a stranglehold in the Champions League. Real Madrid sees Manchester City as their biggest rivals for his signature. If that's who it comes down to, I think we'd all rather see him go to Real, though the idea of Real adding him to Chuameni, Camavinga and Valverde that's outrageous. If that's their midfield, that is going to be outrageous. Like there's a diamond there begging to happen with Chiumeni at the base, Jude at the tip, and then Valverde and Camavinga in the en- in the engine. Push Vinicius Junior into one of the front two roles, and just wait for Haaland or Mbappe to arrive in 2024-2025. Uh, that would be terrifying. Now, their defence would still need work, but they'd be halfway to having a team that could potentially dominate Europe for six, seven years. Still, rather that than have them at City. Um, A Chelsea in the know, have to love them, lads, has linked us with Jude Bell... Oh, sorry, we're not with Jude Bellingham, with Declan Rice. I've seen a lot of talk about Rice and Liverpool recently, and he's just not for me... He's a good player. There's no doubt he's a very good player, but the price is going to be prohibitive. He's going to be 100 million plus. He's not out of contract in 2024. Can people stop saying that he is? West Ham have an option to extend that contract till 2025. So at the end of this season, he's got two years left, which means his value is going to be at its highest. And it's going to be 100 million or more. Now, Rice isn't a great fit in how we play. He just isn't. Now, he'd be a good fit in the 4-4-2 with the right midfield partner. But that right midfield partner is someone like Enzo Fernandez, someone that can actually run the game and let Rice play more of a box-to-box role. He's not a sitting six. I don't know where the idea comes from that he's a sitting number six. It's just not his role. It's not what he's suited to. You play him as a sitting number six, a la Fabinho, you're going to take away a lot of what makes Declan Rice a very good player. There's also nothing to indicate that Declan Rice is suited to playing a high possession game. So, for 100 million, I I would want better, personally. I think we're better off if like a hundred million. If we, if we were saying we're going to get Enzo Fernandez and then we've got a hundred million to get another midfielder, you'd be better off taking that hundred million buying Caicedo and Manu Kone and having three of them because we need three. We need three midfielders. That's just the fact of it. We need three. Whether it's four a four three three or a four four two, we're going to need three midfielders because the ones we have are either aging, broken, leaving, or simply not ready, 
or not midfielders at all in the case of Harvey and Fabio Carvalho. I just, I don't see Rice or Bellingham for that matter being the best way to spend the limited money that we have. If he leaves West Ham this summer, which is what everybody expects, my guess is he ends up at United next to Casemiro. I think that's the role that suits him best in a 4-2-3-1 going box to box. Now, again, if we were landing someone like Enzo Fernandez and we were going to play Rice and Enzo as a double pivot in a 4-4-2, great, then that works. But in a 4-3-3, he's going to have to play as an 8. And is he technically good enough to play as an 8 the way we would want him to? Like, he's not a left-sided 8 in how we play because he's not a controller. So you have to play the right-sided role. And he's obviously a better footballer than Henderson, but you'd still have some of the same issues. Anfieldindex.com, there is the new scouted up for Spurs. There is a new Euro incision with Guy and Nina. Rival Recon is on the way. And there are a couple of new articles who could be the right-wing target. Uh, Champions League post-mortem and who are Liverpool's Premier League competitors this year. That is a piece written by the machine, Stephen Smith. So do check all of those out and uh, have yourself a pleasant day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go... We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.